Hello, my beautiful Speech with Rach family, and welcome back to another episode. I am your host, Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. If you've been following along with my podcast, you know that this month, February, is all about self-love, self-acceptance, self-identity, and self-love. The first week of February, I talked a lot about finding and maintaining your identity. And this week, we've been discussing energy, how we can protect our energy, find energy, and let things go. And today, I want to dive into the mind-body connection when it comes to energy, stress, and anxiety, and how those things can manifest when we don't take care of them both physically and mentally. All right, friends. So let's talk body, mind, and spirit connection. As many of you know, I am diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And actually recently, about two weeks ago, I was finally diagnosed with ADHD as well. For some reason in women, it's a lot harder to diagnose ADHD and we tend to see a lot of comorbid or similar effects with anxiety and ADHD, some similar symptoms there that sometimes You're diagnosed with anxiety and you miss out on that ADHD part, vice versa, or they can be separate. In my case, I have both. I have anxiety, I have ADHD, and I have depression. And when it comes to my anxiety, it, before it was taken in control with therapy and medication, my anxiety controlled my life. I spent all of my free time consistently worrying about the future, thinking about what will happen if I fail, if I say this, if this happens. And my mind was going, 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 going all the time, okay? So my brain is always thinking, never really present. And my actions are kind of following suit. Before my anxiety was managed, I was a people pleaser. I said yes to everything and everyone because I had this fear, probably my anxiety talking, that if I said no, I'd be letting them down. And even if it would be more stress, time, anxiety, or energy for me, it would be okay because... At the end of the day, I know that I can take care of myself, but I need to support others. Yet, my body was saying a different story. So, I think it's really important for us to know that the mind and body are connected. It, they just are. There is a whole science behind this field called Ayurveda. And in this field, we talk about how when you have certain emotions they will manifest physically. And when you have certain physical symptoms, 
They will manifest or make you feel certain emotional things. So it is all connected. And of course, we would think that if our mind is suffering, our body will follow suit. And if our body is suffering, our brain will follow suit. And for so long, I thought that my anxiety was simply causing me to feel stressed and anxious, interrupting my thought patterns, making me very negative, very overwhelmed. And then one day, my anxiety took an intense, intense toll on my body. During my CF year, I all of a sudden started developing hives all over my body. And these were not just like your typical little dot hives. These looked like I was had some kind of skin disease, almost like scabies or something. It started in October of my clinical fellowship year, about a month after I had been in the schools. And I saw doctor upon doctor upon specialist, and no one could find an answer. When it first happened, I thought I was having an allergic reaction. I have a history, unfortunately, of going into anaphylactic shock, and I am very sensitive to a lot of things. So I figured it was an allergy. So I went to Derm, and Derm said, no, we don't think this is an allergy. We think that this could be something else. Let's go do blood work. At least on the outside, we don't see it, so let's look internal. So I got a full allergy panel run, a full blood work panel run. Everything came back normal. And I was like, okay, that's weird. I also started then having intense digestive issues. Every day I would wake up nauseous and in pain, struggling to eat, struggling to keep weight on, struggling to function. And it was like week after week, you guys, I'm not kidding, that I was either in the hospital or in a doctor's office. And one day I went to urgent care after you know, just having a really, really bad attack of the hives and also bronchitis at the same time. And my doctor looked at me and he said, I think this is stress. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? He's like, I think that your, your body is reacting this way because you're stressed out and your stress is literally, your anxiety is literally making you sick. Can you take some time off work? Now, of course, the CFY in me, the people pleaser, said, no, I can't take time off work because then I'll be behind. So I went back to work. And his advice was kind of in the back of my head, but I thought it was silly. I was like, there's no way that just stress is literally causing me to break out in hives, so much so that I had to, like, cancel plans. I remember one time I was getting ready for a date. Five minutes before I was supposed to leave, I broke out in insane hives on the back of my kneecaps, and I had to call my date off. And I literally was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, sorry. And it was affecting my personal life, my professional life, and my mental health. And I kind of kept going at the rate that I was at, and the hives kept going and going and going. And I learned to manage them. 
I took allergy pills. I did heat packs, cold packs. It wasn't pleasant, but I didn't have an answer. I saw a rheumatologist. At 25, I got a colonoscopy and endoscopy. Everything came back as inconclusive. No one could find an answer when my body was literally shutting down. And then I moved to Denver. I started my job here. I started working. And one day my mom called me. This was probably in like September. So I stayed in LA for a year. I moved out of LA in July 2019. And then I moved to Denver. And maybe after two months or so being in Denver, my mom called me and she said, hey, by the way, how have your hives been? And I was like, oh my God, I don't have hives anymore. Wait, what? They just stopped. And I don't know if it was environment, timing, what, but I think truly that it was stress, that when I moved here, I started saying no a lot more professionally, started really practicing mindfulness, and I started letting things go. When a problem would arise, instead of getting frustrated and holding on to that energy, therefore manifesting in my body, I looked at the problem. I said, this sucks. I'm going to let it go. And my hive stopped. Now, every once in a while, they do flare up. Um, There'll be days that they pop up from food, from stress, from I don't know what. But if you look at me, my body, compared to where I was when I lived in Los Angeles, it is like a different person. And I was like, is this my body trying to give me a wake-up call to say like, okay, we want to show you that you can't keep living and thinking this way because it's going to affect you physically. How can it not? Mental difficulties, mental health, sometimes is called an invisible illness, but I feel like so many times we do see it. We see it in the way that it affects people's body image, weight patterns, the way that they carry themselves. So yes, it's invisible in that you may not know right away, But a lot of times those mental health issues can then cause other issues as well that people can see. And I just didn't realize how intense carrying that negative energy or those worries in my body, what it could do and what it would do to my body, my spirit, and my mind. And so what I've kind of learned is that Everything is connected. And the more that I struggle with my mental health, the more it is going to manifest physically. And it's important to look to your body as a sign of, do you need to slow down? Is something not working? What's going on? If you're someone that's struggling to fall asleep, asleep, maybe struggling with eating food patterns, finding motivation to exercise and move your body, I suggest you take a step back and say, emotionally, mentally, what's going on behind the scenes that's making my body feel this way? If I'm getting sick often, is it my beliefs, my thought patterns, what I'm doing that's also 
adding to that problem because guys, how can it be separate? Like we are literally energy moving around in one vessel. So you you just can't separate body and mind. You can't, you can't. And I'm here to tell you that the more you hold on to stress and to anxiety, it will manifest in your body. It won't just stay in your mind. Your body will follow suit. And when you go the opposite way and you start employing positive mindset, positive mindfulness and thought patterns and techniques, your body will start to follow suit the other way. You may notice you have more energy. You're holding yourself higher. You're not feeling as sick or tired as you used to. It's very important that we are observers of our own lives. So many times the universe literally puts the answer in front of us, but we resist it. And the more we resist it, the more energy we use, we carry, and we struggle with instead of letting those things go. And when you let them go, I like to imagine them like literally leaving my body. When I have a stressful moment, when work is pissing me off, I go, oh my God, this sucks but I'm going to let it go. And I imagine like a string grabbing it from my forehead and like pulling it out and boop, just flicking it off into the air and letting it go. Feeling lighter, letting that worry, that pain seriously, literally come off of my shoulders. So I want you to be very aware of what your body and your mind are communicating to you and what the body and mind of your patients, your clients might be communicating to you. Knowing that maybe their emotional struggles are manifesting physically. One of the first things that we look at, and I know this is gross, it's an SLP is poop. Poop says so much about someone and their thought patterns, their eating patterns, their state of well-being. And so If that's not regulated, there's a sign that something else is going on, whether it be physical or emotional. And it's like, I feel like sometimes we just jump into, oh, it's a speech problem. It's communication. Let's fix the talking. Let's fix this. And we sometimes have to look at, well, how else is it manifesting? What emotionally or psychologically is going on? How can we support there? And having that well-rounded mindset when it comes to looking at your child and looking at yourself will just allow you to understand things better. So my soapbox for the day is don't ignore your body, don't ignore your mind, and know that they do, in fact, go hand in hand. Now, if you are an undergrad or graduate student and you have been nodding your head yes this whole episode, realizing that this applies to you, then I highly, highly recommend you sign up for my Mindfulness 101 online workshop. We have extended the early bird tickets to get as many people in as we can. And in this workshop, Marie from Thanks Morris and I, for three hours, are going to talk to you about mindfulness when it comes to self-acceptance, applying to school, rejection, competition, maintaining grades, finding jobs, and more. We are also going to be ending with a live Q&A 
to answer all of your questions. We want to make this as personal for all of you so that you feel as though you walk away with direction, support, and an answer. Make sure you grab tickets from the link in my bio on Eventbrite. And the event itself will be on Sunday, February 21st at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And don't worry if you can't make it. You can still access the recorded version. All participants will receive the recorded version after, as well as a packet of some cute little handouts for you all. You all know we love those. So, again, thank you all. Thank you to the universe, to my spirit guides, to my Speech with Rach family for allowing me to spread my message. I truly believe that I'm a light worker, but it is my job on this earth to share guidance, vulnerability, and support with all of you based on my experiences, knowing that it might not always be an expert opinion, but it will be a truthful opinion, hopefully coming from someone that you can relate to a little bit. Until next time, I am sending you Oh my goodness, so much love and light. I will see you soon. 